You're listening to The C-Dub Show. Visit us on the Say Something Nice podcast network at ssnpodcast.com. Follow us at The C-Dub Show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Subscribe to our show on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Acast. And now, on to our show. of the C-Dub show. We are recording this episode live on Sunday. I almost, I can, I really still keep messing up the months. It is May the 27th. Is it the 27th? Girl, yeah. what month are you in? I'm already looking into June because number one, I want school to be over because I'm sick of y'all's kids well, everybody else's kids. And number two, because, you know, prior season is coming up. I got to keep all my dates straight. You know, so I keep, I, have, I keep, I keep reopening my calendar from June to make sure that I'm on the right track. Um, hello, everybody. We are here with the C-Dub show. I'm a little bit tired. You will, 
not hear the recent episode that I recorded until a couple of weeks, but we recorded an episode with the founders of Girl Pile, and last night was the Girl Pile, and I am exhausted. I am barely, mm-hmm. I am barely sitting up straight, and so that is why I'm drinking. <laughs> I shut up. I am drinking Belvedere vodka. <laughs> I'm drinking Belvedere vodka to keep me going through the show. Coincidentally, you're drinking is- vodka to keep you going. Yes, and coincidentally, yeah. this is the same Belvedere that Courtney left at my house when we did the live episode. I'm just now finishing it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> how um how does how does vodka keep you going? I don't get that. Um, because it how gives me energy. Not, how does vodka not keep you going, Brittany? Yeah. Let's talk about that. Any That's- alcohol makes me sleepy. Really? That's because you're an old woman. Oh, jeez. We need to negative. We need to work on this. <laughs> Because this is not appropriate behavior. It's supposed to keep you up and give you all the, the energy. only time. The only time. First of all, alcohol does not give you energy. It's a downer. And the only time I'm not sleepy is if I'm out in public and I know there's nowhere to lay my head. Oh my goodness. Well, it's giving <laughs> me energy. And as a matter of fact, I just went, since it's the holiday weekend, folks, I just went to the store earlier. I had to get my BYOB for the holiday oh. cookout. Now, for that, I can't. I was going to break that out, too, during the show, but I don't want to mix my darks and my lights because that, for that, I got me some bullet bourbon. So Okay, now. Oh, I'm, trying, I'm trying not to throw up, so I'm not going to mix my darks and my lights. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, I don't have to introduce the people that we have on the line, but I will anyway. We have B. Willis on the line. B. Willis, say hello to the people. Hello, people. Hello, If hello. anyone wants to come and twist my hair for me, that would be great. That would cramp up my hand. But I will, I will say a hair, a prayer to the black hair guy that for you. Getting cramped up last night when he was at that girl party. Wait, 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 wait! I wanted to make that joke, but you set yourself up. I was gonna make that joke with Courtney. Hold oh, on, wait a minute. <laughs> Go. Y'all rude. Y'all. The fingers was moving last night. Heck of rude. Heck of rude. Girl fingers and the whole. I would like to. I would like to say judging, but just by the way that she just talking, talking, talking. Courtney is on the line, and this is the third or fourth episode where Courtney is on the show drunk without Caleb. I guess this, oh, is, this is gonna. Be are like you this. drunk, Courtney? Or are you just drinking? I am. Uh, first of all, we have, <laughs> so let me uh, let me lay out what what exactly is going on right now. So Caleb is with his grandparents because they moved back again. His own. <laughs> so they asked for him, and Caleb be like, "I want to go to my grandparents' house." I'm like, "Nigga, I know. Hold on, because you got to go to school during the week, and I got to go to work." So, um, uh-huh. my parents moved back. So I have access to consistent um, non-boosy um, childcare during the weekends. So my parents uh, live out here in Hayward. So I drop him off and my homegirl, Danielle, she live out here in Hayward with her husband, Dre. So I was like, Danielle, girl, what you finna get into? So wait, how did I ask you? Was you here? I said, are you possibly at your home right now? I don't know why I said it like that, but I did. So she was like, yeah, girl. I'm so you just rolled up. Yeah, I just rolled up. And I she just provided you with liquor. Yeah, we started drinking. We went to Jack in the Box. And then, like, Dre and her husband <laughs> home. And then, like, me and Dre ain't been able to kick it. So, basically, I'm still here in borrowed pajama pants. And that's where I'm recording from. And also, I'm still drinking because I'm an adult. 
and I'll have my son with me. And you know it's Memorial Day weekend, and and all right, uh, Oakland. <laughs> I need I need to check our I, I haven't checked our reviews on uh on iTunes or nothing recently, but I'm sure that there is a an uproar. If you are anti all these Sundays without Caleb, I want you to email us on the C Dub Show at gmail.com <laughs> and demand yeah. the return of Caleb. I'm gonna start a Caleb. Look, look, look. This is just like an enabler. She. Listen, she finally break. She finally break from Ike grasp, and here you go, want to put her back in the abusive household. <laughs> I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start a change.org petition as soon as we finish recording. I'm starting a change.org petition. I can't even get it out. Let Courtney. Let Let Courtney get her numb your whole ring gang on before I come back with a gun. <laughs> Talking about you know you miss me. <laughs> you like. Let's bring Caleb back to the show. Caleb, get on the phone and don't talk to us. Then he'd be in the background <laughs> talking louder than everybody. And then he'd be trying to fuck with me. So at least like now I can like shoot the you shit. You can for focus. Real and talk without Caleb being in the background, like don't say bad words for it. And I'll be like, shut up. Wait, there is there was straight one uh, there is straight up one episode where Courtney is really trying to talk and Caleb is just in the background like, ah! ah! And it's like he do not want his mama to talk. He don't want you right. I, I'm wrong. Brittany is right. I'm a bad friend because... Nice feet. What? Nice Wait, what? Who got nice yeah. feet? They have... No, so like, so uh, I'm, I'm sitting here with um, my guests, Danielle and Dre. They're married. This is like a case study in being married because I'm just, I'm trying to decide on if I actually want to be someone's wife. Oh. Because in my mind, basically you make your husband food and you fuck him and then like oh my god work and then like what do you do with him after that i don't know and it's like i figured out being a mom but it's like being a wife is a little different because it's like it's an adult and so he has so i don't know what to do well, you know, I have full on decided that in my 40s, I said I fi- I spent thir- all my 30s pursuing these old raggedy the ass. For- no, I-, I was actually trying to do the right thing all my through my 30s. Now, when I wasn't, when I was very, very not really trying to focus on relationships, then I might have been a little bit thought-ish. But I was really trying to pursue relationships all through my 30s. So through my 40s, I had promised myself I'm going to be a-, a thought all the way through my 40s. I decided so that all the way through. Mom, as, so you gonna be a spot? As my What's mama, as my mama said, she said, "When the Lord decides to send you somebody, then you can stop it." But just you know, right now you don't have to. And I said, "You know what, Mama? You a good holy Sunday school teacher. If you say that I can do what I want to do to the Lord, send me somebody. <laughs> that's what I'm gonna do. That's what I'm gonna do, y'all." Speaking of speaking of thirties, Courtney, we are less than a week away from our birthdays. Are we? How do you feel? You about to say Dre? Yes, please tell Dre and his wife they are open. They are welcome since we on on speakerphone without our consent. That they are it's welcome so- to <laughs> kick in. They walking upstairs. Dre, you ain't been upstairs this whole time I've been here. Don't walk upstairs. Don't do me like I'm Nikita. Don't do that. Come back what? downstairs. Don't wow. do that to me. Okay. Well, after he didn't ask well, me all the off the offline questions, now he want to run away. See, this is just what I be talking about. Okay. Well, um, 
You know, I did not even come up with a, a meme check-in for this week. You know, the memosphere has been very interesting. I don't think that we have had a... You know, we'll actually jump into one of our topics because it actually spawned its own, once again, set of memes. So, there was a big uproar. Let's see. I don't even remember how long ago it was. Where? Let me bring it up. Here it is. Shutting up is free, Miss Hopkins. So con conservative pundit Katie Hopkins, um, Ooh. who is a she looks she really does look like an aged banana. Um, she's from the United Kingdom, which as we're gonna get to talk about in a little bit. Um, we did recently have the royal wedding of Prince Harry and American actor Me Meghan Markle, or actress Meghan Markle, and she actually had some She goes by her royal highness, Duchess of... Well, we what was going to get to that. Now? You bad as my mom. You bad as my mom. We're going to get into that. We're going to get into that. Respecting Princess Rachel Meghan Markle. I'm not being a hater. I'm, I'm just following she the flow of the show. Rachel, girl. Oh, Lord. Anyway, so Katie Hopkins said some not very nice things about Meghan Markle, which was basically, as a couple of people have done, it wasn't just her. I believe it was also, who was the other? Uh, all the pop, white people. Basically, all the white people. Who was the one pop singer who I can't stand? Uh, who sing Roar? Katy Perry said the same shitty ass thing that they were comparing oh, her. Katy Perry said basically the same thing. They were all comparing her to, what is the name of the last princess that was married in? Uh, I don't remember her name and I don't really care. Oh, Kate. Yeah, and so Katie Hopkins going to say on Twitter, no competition, you can't buy class. She didn't have no reason for saying this shit other than the fact that Meghan Markle, who is super duper light-skinned, but we're not going to bring in the, you know, light versus dark. We just going to acknowledge the fact that she said it because she was black. So you can't buy class. So Twitter decided, rightfully so, that they were not taking that shit. Now, apparently, because I don't know this Katie Hopkins lady, but she has a habit of doing these side-by-side -side comparisons. And I guess the, the original tweet, you can't really see the side-by-side -side comparison unless you click on it, and I ain't clicking on that shit. But you know Twitter, black Twitter especially, they went on a Twitter rampage and drug her from, basically from the UK on back to the US with side-by-sides of her old ass. And I, I was confused at first when I saw it. The first one I Girl, saw. Yes, you know, you know it's bad when you got to do a Google search. When you got a Google search. Like, why is everybody talking about how old white women are? We know how white women age. Yeah. We already know this. Why is everyone talking about this particular one? The first one <laughs> I saw was a Gabrielle Union one that says, fun fact, Gabrielle Union is two years older than Katie Hopkins. And I was confused. Like, I don't understand why they putting her next to this old white lady. Until I, like you said, looked it up and I was like, oh shit. She is, in fact, two years older than this old trash box looking banana uh aged white lady so that was one of my favorites aside from the the cicely tyson one who is 51 years older she's 51 years older than this chick did y'all have a particular twitter drag favorite of the katie hopkins debacle oh so wait real quick y'all so uh dre and danielle weren't up on to date on katie hopkins so they both just googled her uh-huh <laughs> Like, hey, what? She look like she's 175 years old. Right! Wait, when, when you look at the one that says Cicely Tyson is 51 years older, Ernestine Shepard, the bodybuilder, is 43 years older than that woman. She really is, what, 42, 43? I'm 39. 
sure y'all did it already, but Google Katie Hopkins right now. The first picture that's gonna come up is that seven five year old. <laughs> Wait, did you see the one where? Listen. Go ahead, Willis. No, because you know white women age like milk. Like it's just they just it go from from liquid to cheese in two days. It's just nasty. Curdled cheese, curdled, curdled. Yes, not not good jalapeno or or pepper jack cheese. Curdled what? cheese sitting at the bottom of your stomach. I feel like that's peak white woman though. Like you know what though. The dumbest ones, the dumbest comparisons, the dumbest comparisons when they were comparing things that were like clearly either ugly, old, or just dumb, and just like talking and being sarcastic. Like, there's one where they compare like Yoda to her. I was like, Yoda is 900, and Katie Hopkins is 43. Let that sink in. Like, this. But or like they compare I forget what's the little shriveled up thing that's from Spongebob y'all know I don't watch that's what, no that's what I was looking at I was gonna ask y'all cause you know y'all young I didn't know what that thing is or what it's called but I, that's what I'm sitting here looking right now here yeah, you go with it, that young stuff I don't I don't know Spongebob y'all had to explain the whole uh, crusty crab meme to me too I don't know Spongebob what's this one it says Naledi what is this it's only two, 236,000 years older than Katie Hopkins <laughs> But it's like I just feel like can we point out how like that's peak white womanness where it's like you look like absolute shit, but you like make moves to talk shit about a black woman because I don't she's know. Black. Cause she's black. But it's like you can't buy a class. Now like look, I'm gonna give you one hundred because I'm with family and Megan Markle <laughs> was not my favorite. It was kinda like eh. But I know there might have been some references to... Who like, was your favorite? Do you follow the royal weddings? I mean, in our lifetime, the most wait, that we like, can remember is Princess Di and what, Kate, right? Brittany, have you met me? Do I follow I'm just saying, royal like, okay, so the two that's in our lifetime is Kate and Princess Di. And Princess Di was, like, when we was little. Ooh, so. little, yeah, no, like the 80s. Princess Di and Princess Charles got married in 81. We wasn't even, like, my parents oh, were well, well, yeah. Um, well, um, hello, got, hello. I was three. I was three, I think. No. I don't care how old you are, Karen. Just... We're talking about all birthdays now. So, <laughs> Princess Kate. Which I gotta, you know what I will say? I did kind of, sort of, like, Kate's dress, but at the same time, I don't know. I don't, I'm not a really, I don't really follow those yeah, things I, like that. I so. also feel like I, it doesn't matter if I, like, my opinion on someone's part, like, this is your wedding, it's your dress, um, you know, like, it, it's your decision. Right. Uh, I just, I thought I she looked beautiful. I just thought but it was it disgusting as fuck that her only, her, you could tell that her sole reason was because the woman was black. Like, there was, like, there was no reason to compare them. I mean, you're gonna compare yeah, them because they're royal. But it. the whole thing about class, she just did it just to do it. Yeah. Cause you know the whites. Well, since they we already be on that dumb shit. Since we have already the whites again. I cannot. Since we are already on it, yes, um, about was it two weeks ago we did we were treated to the well, I wouldn't say treated. I was asleep when the royal red happened, but my family was wide awake. Now what I'm learning, I didn't know that my family was this much into the Royals. And I'm seeing that really a lot of, you know, my mom and my sisters, I mean, my mom and her sisters are all kind of from that baby boomer generation. And I'm seeing through the interwebs that a lot of people from that generation are very serious Royalists. 
So not only was my mama and them going to Costco to buy snacks to be up at four o'clock for this wedding. Really? Yeah. They bought snacks. I think I think I saw because they they had a family thread going about it, a family text message thread. I meant to ask my mama to be on the show, but I forgot. And when he, if you don't make appointments with mama, even if she's sitting there watching sports, she don't feel like talking. So that's fine. <laughs> so <laughs> apparently, like a, apparently they were getting their fascinators together, which I thought they were weird. So I saw other people p- posting pictures with their fascinators on. I don't know none of this. What is a fascinator? Isn't that the, the little the net hat. thing? Yeah. What is it, Courtney? The what? Those small hats that they wear. It's like it's not a real hat. It's like a headpiece. And oh, that's called a fascinator. And then that's it got like it got the lace. It. it got like the lace thing in front and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hopefully it might be facilitator. I'm not sure though. You said it might be a what? Facilitator? Is it called facil facilitator? facilitator mm, enough so well Brittany Courtney since you said that you are you have officially made yourself the second most important because of course mama is the most important royalist on the c-dub show so can you give us a breakdown of you know what exactly happened who married who and, and even though we all know their official name go ahead and anoint their names here on the show please what you about to say so um so this is what happened um our royal, <laughs> our, our royal highness princess rachel Meghan markle of los angeles uh compton that is <laughs> she is her mama is a black ass yoga instructor with some locks and a, a nose ring so yeah. um, um the, the the daughter of um uh what's her her mama name uh something black I dorinda <laughs> yeah some dorinda her mama name yeah her mama named dorinda uh, uh, daughter. That's one of the Clark sisters. It's Dorinda. I'm not. I'm not lying with y'all. It's um, not. <laughs> it's, it's something with a. It's something with a D. But you know, if it was Dorinda, I would remember that because you know how I feel about Dorinda. So, I would remember that. Look, look, Dre googling for me right now. Dre, see why I need a husband to Google shit for me. I'm about to Google it right now. Her name, her name is Dory or Doria Raglan or Dor- why you want to say it? Her name is Dorinda. It's uh, she got a shirt. It's not Dorinda. Maria Lois Raglan. What's it? What's her mama name then? Dorina. Dorina or Dorinda? There's no N. There's no N. No it's Doria. Doria. Y'all right? Okay, shut up. Everybody, be quiet. I've been drinking. Doria. She drunk, y'all. She drunk. She drunk. Shut up. Listen, I'm still making sense though. Daughter of Doria and Thomas Raglan. Daughter of Doria Raglan and Thomas Markle was wed in holy matrimony on May 19, 2018, to His Royal Highness Prince Henry of. Great Britain, English, Wales, uh, Matt, uh, uh, <laughs> uh House Windsor. Her mama um, had on this, her mama was working this, uh, first Sunday, uh, Tam, though. She had that Tam working. So, ahead. um, basically what happened was, um, our also, our, our, uh, also Royal Highness Princess Serena Williams, wife of, yes. uh, oh, 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 Hyen, my boo, uh, my baby mama, mother of baby Alexis. They uh apparently like she was just out, you know, doing what she do at Wimbledon, and it was I guess like her Wimbledon with a T, <laughs> Lord Jesus. Like apparently her husband 
Alexis just like no Prince Harry or some shit. So Harry was like, "Yo, where like, where the bad bitches at?" And it was like, oh, "No, that's, that's not, not what, what happened." Wait, can I pause you for a second? Can I just say on air yes, that I will <laughs> until someone says otherwise and they reveal the identity. I believe Serena Williams is the one who set them up because yeah, they, she was. they said that they 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 said like it was. They, no one said no one confirmed that. Okay, well, in my story, in my story, they did. So Harry was like, Alexis, where the bad bitches at? So then Alexis was like, well, Serena got this one friend. She hella cute, little light skin. He like, all right, let me see what's up with her. So then Alexis was like, and Alexis wasn't even back. (laughs) Go ahead, go ahead. So then Alexis was like, Serena, girl. Hey, boo thing, wifey boo. He was like, what's up, babe? Drunk history. He was like, oh, um, Harry. Harry um said like he wanted to meet your little friend, little cute light skin. She was like, Oh, what's up? Okay. So then she called Megan. She was like, Megan girl, um, Alexis got this friend, he wanna meet you. And she was like, What? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I'm never mind that Serena and Alexis weren't even together when Megan Markle met Harry, but okay. <laughs> so then she was like, Come on, girl, he really nice. And she was like, All right, bitch, I guess. So she got dressed. <laughs> and they um went out on their date. And she was like, Don, I know you. And he was like, Yeah, low key. She like, I know you. <laughs> you um you Prince Harry. So then Can, wait, so stop. Pause. Pause. Dre or uh, Dre's wife, I need one of y'all right now to pull out a, a a camera or a phone and videotape her telling this drug history ass story. Hell no. Nah. Hell no, nah, because I'm like pizza, hella nasty. No, no, <laughs> fuck that. No. So, okay, finish the story. So then, um, it was like so they went to like they went to Ruth Chris Steakhouse, house, of course. They really went to Ruth Chris. They went to Ruth Chris. <laughs> Did they really go to Ruth Chris? I'll be they pissed. Went to if I if I went out with a know. with a prince and he took me to Ruth Chris, do you know how pissed off I would be? If if you like, a prince, that's what she wanted. No, if you a prince, then you need to have Ruth Chris come to the palace and cook the steak. I'm, but I'm he's on it. But he he a normal dude. He a uh, normal dude. He just happened to be of royal bloodline. So they can we just it. rewind to Courtney talking about Megan? We're like, don't I know you? We <laughs> <laughs> talking about some yeah, low key. <laughs> oh my goodness. Something's wrong with you. <laughs> so they was like, kick, they was kicking it. They had a good time, and you then there? yeah, I was. Sure? Yep, I was there the whole time. Like I was, I was watching. <laughs> so then he was like, so like you know, I really had a good time. Can I take you out again? She like, well, yeah, you know, I had a good time with you too. So then like, he's extra good morning, beautiful. Like the next day, and then, like, <laughs> and then they started going out, and like you know, then he was like, hey, like. Come through the palace. Like, I want you to meet my grandma and my Come dad. Through. Come through the palace. <laughs> and she was like, okay, for sure. And then so, like, it was like, oh, this is my <laughs> Megan. He like, Megan, it's my dad, Prince Charles. Like, you might know him. <laughs> this is jump off turn wife, Camilla. That's like my stepmom. And wow. then, like, this is my grandma, um, Queen Elizabeth. So she was like, nice to meet you. And they like, loved her. And then uh, it was like, I don't know about that like, part. Oh, yeah, but, I mean, maybe. <laughs> but then so, 
Um, and she, he was like, let me meet your family. She was like, yo, blood, like my family, like they wreck. Like my mom is cool because she's black, but my dad is white. And like the rest of my white family is trash. It's trash. <laughs> so, trash. Because he was like, I get it though, because it's like, you know, I'm royal, but like my family, like low key trash too. Like basically like my whole existence is based off of like the like colonialism of like the entire world and like all the people of color that exist in it. So he like, you know, like, what can I do to like be your man? I'm trying to take you off the market. She was like, uh, I don't know. Like, I've been married before. You know, I'm just trying to take shit slow. And he was like, <laughs> and he was like, you know, like, you know, I'm just like really trying to settle down. I'm trying to like all these other like, you know, lords and they girl, like they fucking daughters. Like these bitches is lame. I'm like really trying to fuck with a real one. And I know you from Compton, so I know you're not like, you know what's up. And he was like, I cool. So then he was like, I'm trying to get married. And she's like, well, I guess. And she's like, you got to just come correct when like we propose. So he was like, okay, dope. So then like he calls Serena up. He's like, Serena, girl, like, listen, I'm trying to propose to Megan. She like, oh shit, nigga. Like, what do you need to do for you? He was like, check this shit out. I was going to be hella romantic. I'm going to do it in like the courtyard of Buckingham Palace. And shit going to be dope. She was like, I'm with it. So, like, they, like, took Megan out on the town in London while he set the shit up for her. And, like, he had, like, does and shit. You know, it was nighttime. That's like, not what happened. This is... Oh, you know what happened? Brittany, was you there? Was they had there? doves they at nighttime? He said that he... Uh, he said that he proposed to her while they was roasting the goddamn chicken. Not outside. Oh, I'm, yeah, getting oh. I'm getting to that part. I'm getting to that part. Okay. Cause he taught, she taught him how to season food, so now he hella juice. And they gonna oh be more God. forever. I'm telling you what happened. I'm getting that part. <laughs> so they was at home seasoning chicken with Laurie's uh, seasoning sauce. They, 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 they was just in the palace, just in the kitchen, just seasoning chicken. They was in the palace seasoning chicken. Oh, and he was like, "Oh my God, Megan, you saved my life because I've been eating bland ass English food my whole life. You changed my life, girl." He's like, let's get married. She was like, all right, because you finally learned how to season food. Now they married, and they're going to have a baby. The end. Bitch, what the hell? Oh, and bitches was hella mad along the way. Like, how he had, like, four ex-girlfriends at his wedding, and they was all Girl, I was just about to say, wait, that really happened? That. Because, wait a minute, because, no, yes, because, and, and let me tell you how petty that is. I aspire to both levels of pettiness. First his for inviting their asses to the wedding, and then theirs for saying, "Okay, bitch, we will be there." We're like, gonna be there. Both levels of petty. I'm here for. That was why you know somebody had posed that question on their Facebook page, and I was like, oh, "All right, you know, I'm I only date women that like talking shit, so it it could be fun." But also, like since they're all like royals in a sense, like they they all are part of the royal court. Like if you don't go, it's kind of like a faux pas. So it's like you gotta. Go. I guess, you know, girl, because it couldn't have been me. Fuck with the nigga, you gotta go because or else it look you look boozy if you don't. And it's kind of like the social event of the year, so you want to go to be seen anyway. So it's like you gotta go. And so I you could get your own suitor. I would have been wearing all black, and I've been like, "Yep, I smashed on nigga before you. You might marry them, but also, you know, like that's fine." 
I, I would like to say, so while you was telling that uh, drunk history ass story, I was going through the family thread to read all my mom and my auntie's updates about the wedding. You know, they was telling each other what time they had to get up, you know, how early they had to get up and what they had to do. And then my auntie posts this picture <laughs> of her fascinator sitting on, on her vanity. And they said, girl, where did you get that from? It's great. And she said, from a church convention, you know, they sell stuff. And then, oh my, my god, <laughs> I'm gonna put one twice this morning. But Dre and Danielle got me inebriated, and I just did not mm. have the energy because they filled me with the devil's syrup. I and, didn't uh, go I either didn't. because I was tired. Okay, <laughs> and god then gives you what? What, what was that? And then Mama told me that she, with her, she watched it with some biscuits and jam, lemon tea and mimosas at four. Well, four o'clock our time, which make it was. It, they it was really, time. they really took this seriously. They are, Mom, I didn't know that they was serious. Royal. Now, if somebody asked me. They said, "Well, have you ever been? You know, have you ever watched a royal event before?" I said, "I watched Diana's funeral, but that was only by happenstance. I was in college." We came home from the club. We had went to Jack in the Box and got something to eat. We came home and turned on the dorm TV, and the only thing on was was Diana's funeral. So we watched it. <laughs> That's the only reason. So yeah. the blackest events are the blackest happenings at the royal wedding. Um, this bishop Michael Curry, who didn't preach, yes. who didn't preached a good word. He didn't preach. He preached <laughs> a good word. <laughs> about uh about the african diaspora and about then they say he has some line about the the people that you uh tried to oppress are now in the royal court i don't know what he said but i don't i just heard that he preached like he, he, said, was, he said something similar to that about the people who i can't find the line but it was something about let me see if i can find it about the people who you i can't find it but he said some line about how the people who you oppress or something to that effect um, previously are now the people who are who have been become a part of your court because of love or something like that i forgot what the exact line is but that was the the gist of it was that now love has brought these different um types of people together but i ain't even concerned about that when they told me that that man preached like he was at a a, a dorm north carolina church i said yes and then when they said they had them a black choir and they're singing Stand By Me, the way that black folks sing it, I said, yes. And then I saw that picture of, of the the the, uh, the queen looking down at Megan like, I don't know what the hell is, is going on in, in this church, but I don't think I like it. And they had the 19-year-old cellist who was supposed to play somewhere, but he came because, you know, black excellence. Now, I didn't, I've seen a lot of pictures from the, the royal wedding. I didn't see this picture of Prince Cecil and Princess Mabarang from Lesotho. Where are they from? From, from South, the South African nation of Lesotho. But, child, she looked like she headed to a Baptist church on, during Black History Month in this nice orange ensemble that she has on. The only picture that I really <laughs> paid attention to was this picture of, um, what's his name? You know what I'm trying to say. The one that's trying to be James <laughs> Bond. You know what I'm trying to say. Um, trying to be James Bond? You know the one everybody want to be. Why can't I? Why, why is his name? Oh, is yeah. yeah, the picture of his wife with this Gucci dress. Now, I feel bad for her because they shouldn't have dragged her the way she did, but this dress is ugly. This dress is ugly. I do remember looking at him and his wife and thinking, I guess 
Like that was, that was my she, thought. Like I she, guess she looked like she was on the quad at Howard or something, and then decided to put on a hat and go to church. Like I don't understand it. And only I knew it was Gucci because he got the Gucci red and green. But that shit is ugly. I did feel bad the way they dragged it on. He did try to take up for it, but no, that shit is ugly. Now your baby mama though, she came through. Her fascinated yes, beautiful. She came through. Oprah looked like she took her clothes from a um <laughs> from the the cast wardrobe room of of uh, Greenleaf. That's what she looked like. <laughs> okay, well, I knew that I didn't have much to say about the real red. Willis already said she didn't have much to say about it, and and Courtney has already broken it down. So we have already what is their official name again? The Duke and Duchess of Sussex, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And so then I said, "Mama, can she can she, she act now?" Is she what? Well, I, so she's retired. She retired from acting. She has the. That's why I asked Mama. I said, "Mama, can she still act?" They said she had. She said she has to retire because actually being a royal is a technically a job. I said, "Well, what the fuck is a job?" I didn't yeah. say fuck because I wouldn't say fuck to my mama, but it's a job. What is the job though? Just to be mm-hmm. royal? You know, they have to. They're, I mean, they, they basically are. Uh, uh, do certain activities like uh like elected officials out here they have to show up to grand openings of baby hospitals they have to go uh rub the canines that have aids they have to uh, they have to make appearances they it's actually a more yeah. tasking job than acting apparently um do you guys know the reason there was a reason why her father was not there what was the reason um he's a fuck nigga that had a heart attack and um, um, yeah that and then there also, was he didn't need to come no way so god um was doing his good work God was doing his good work that day and then there was her white family who wore burger king crowns while they watched did y'all see that shit no, I did not. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> well, at first I didn't. I at first I wasn't gonna look at it because it said Meghan Markle's white family wears wears crowns, and I was like, they just being petty. I ain't tripping. But then when I looked at it and saw they all had on Burger King crowns, I said, I don't have no time for this shit. They need they ass beat. And I swear they look once again. It's like two different sides of North Carolina. You had you had the preach oppression, but then you had the family to look at. They was at the uh, weenie roast. Uh, <laughs> A weenie roast in the back of the trailer park wearing Burger King crowns. It was horrible. It was a mess. <laughs> I I can tell you that I will never not post pictures of her mama though, because her mama, I loved her mama. You know, I'm on that whole cougar thing. I loved her mama. She had on that tam. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, we gonna get up off of the off of the royal family. Oh, but I do want to say because you know, fair use act. The reason that I did play um, Cosmic Girl by Jamiroquai to start the show is because the Jaguar that um, Harry and Meghan drove on the day of their wedding was actually owned by Toby Smith, who was the former guitarist in Jamiroquai, who actually passed away last year from cancer. So the family, um, I don't know oh, if he bought that it. It's a bit of trivia right uh, there. Well, you know, I'm a Jamiroquai fan. I just saw them for the first time last month. Yeah. Yes. So I don't wait, know. wait, hold on, Carolyn, Carolyn, yeah, back yeah. up real quick. Yeah. So Dre missed part of what you said. The base. Jamiroquai died. No. no. Okay. See, <laughs> first of all, Jamiroquai is a band. J.K. is the lead singer. I 
don't I can't abide by people who think that Jamiroquai is a person, Jamiroquai is a band. The car well, all we know is from that one video when he was going up inside see, of the cube. And see, that's the problem because y'all don't even know. Y'all don't even know good music, and that's that's the problem. But anyway, but that the, was a good song. It was. But you got to know the whole the whole catalog. The whole catalog is amazing. You saw my pictures from the concert, did you? See my pictures from the concert? Yeah, I saw. Whatever, shut up. Anyway, so <laughs> the Jaguar that they drove was a 35 million pound Jaguar. I don't know if they bought it or if the family loaned it out to them, but it's from Toby Smith, who was the guitar player from the original band who passed away from cancer last year. Interesting. Uh, what's his name? Terry? What's Toby. Toby, Toby Smith. <laughs> And, Girl, don't you get no name wrong on that band. And in and I'm I, I believe that in the video from for Cosmic Girl, which I played at the beginning, that he is the one actually riding in the car with J.K. because they all love fast cars and and drugs and women. So that's why you think I love them. Are they based in the UK? Oh yeah. Uh, up until oh, okay. I, up until they finally announced that they were coming back to San Francisco, I had decided that I was going to have to go to London and stalk them because they they a while back they would come all the time. Um, and the last time that they came in, no, they came like later on in 2002, but in 97, they came and did a big concert in Union Square for free. And my mama wouldn't let me go because she was scared of the white people that the white people was going to get me. So she wouldn't let me go. So, and I had decided I was going to have to go to the UK and, and find them. And they were here for Coachella. They performed at Coachella with Snoop. So on there, you know, Coachella has that two his two weeks. So in that middle break, they came to San Francisco and did San Francisco, and then went back to Coachella. Hmm. That's up. Yeah. All right. So next on the agenda, I'm not gonna say docket because I ain't trying to get in trouble with T.S. Madison and and Kaya and all that. I don't want none of them problems. Is the Obamas? Netflix deal. So President and Mrs. Obama have signed a production deal with Netflix um, to produce series and movies for the streaming service. The former first couple about what? Well, that's what we're going to get into. The former first couple will, according to the announcement, potentially work on scripted and unscripted series as well as docuseries, documentary films, and features under the multi-year deal. It doesn't say exactly what the focus will be except for that President Obama says that one of the simple joys of our time in public service was getting to meet so many fascinating people from all walks of life and to help them share their experiences with the wider audience. That's why Michelle and I are excited to partner with Netflix. We hope to cultivate and curate the talented, inspiring, creative voices who are able to promote greater empathy and understanding between peoples and some other shit because, of course, Variety is trying to throw an ad up to me. But, yeah, he said somewhere else that, <laughs> that he, he thinks that it will help solve the political divide. Um, of course, Obama thinks something so <laughs> trivial will, will solve the political divide. I, that part kind of threw me for a loop. <laughs> that he's part just like me. he's kind of like the epitome of like being mixed, though, because he thinks like his biracialness means something sometimes, and it's like no, <laughs> no, that's not it. Why like, couldn't he, he just he, say he cashing in like every president does? He has he written a book yet? Yeah, he's written a book. He he wrote a book before he. Well, no, but but has he written one post his um post his you know term? I don't actually want to read any books that he's talking about. Well, no, the reason he did write a book, I think, or 
The reason and I ask that is because every every president ca cashes in on book deals or whatever it is right after their term. I think it's just the only difference is that, you know, this is the first time that, well, because nobody else has had something like a Netflix available to cash in on. The only thing they've really had is books and organizations. I think. I could be wrong. Um, but of course, in peak white fragile fashion, white people are mad. So they have simultaneously announced that they are boycotting Netflix because how dare they sign a deal with former President Obama for one reason or another. They haven't given any real reason besides hating Obama. What is that? Is that Courtney uh, over there drinking? What are you doing? Yes. Sound like Freddy Krueger is eating you up. What's going on? I'm just holding my phone. What do uh, you mean? It was, what? It was going crazy. Oh, no. It's I'm better just now. My phone. Did you drop it in the liquor? Is that what happened? No, I didn't drop it in the motherfucking <laughs> liquor. No. Why would I do something like that to my phone and my alcohol? That's crazy. Yeah, forget the phone about the alcohol. So, yeah, so now Netflix users are threatening to boycott over Obama's content deal. You know, they mad and, hey, let them stay mad. Um, do you subscribe to Netflix? Not anymore, says the white people. More political crap from Netflix. I what you know what I want to understand is why would when it why is it all of a sudden you shouldn't talk about politics when it's something that somebody that they are opposed to. We should keep politics out of Netflix. We should keep politics out of the school. We should keep politics and we're gonna get into politics out of the NFL. How does that work? Serious question. It's basically shut up, nigga. We don't wanna hear you. That's what that is. We here at the C-Dub show say, hey, President Obama, go get your money. And you got at least two writers here if you need some people to, to somebody to come write something for you. I don't know about uh -oh. B. Willis. I don't know if you want B. Willis to do it because B. Willis is going to write some radical shit. And you, then you. Yeah, I, I got to say, he don't, want, he don't want my radical ass writing for his liberal ass. You gotta get, you, get you, uh, B. Willis, we could get together and write some under the radar get, get out type shit. It would be awesome. <laughs> I, I think it would be. I think that. I think I'd be. write for Michelle. That's different, though. I think Michelle's a little bit more radical than Barack. Well, you know, it's gonna be both of them. So let's do it. When they when they put out the thing, we gonna we gonna uh, submit. You know. Oh, side note. And I did not have this on the rundown. Did you guys? We already dragged the you know the white girl. I thought we did on last episode who tried to do the the woman's version of This Is America. I don't know. Did we talk about that last episode? Ugh. No, but I don't but think there so. was like a Nigerian one that oh, came yes, out. Oh yes, did. I don't know. There was a Nigerian one. I think it was Nigerian that came out that everyone loves, but I can't find it to play it or to talk about it. But if I, I know I can... there was a Jamaican one that yeah. I love that was hilarious. Maybe it was Jamaican. I don't know. Was it? Maybe it was that same and one. I, I shared it. Let me see if I can find it. I probably won't have time to find it, but I thought it was interesting. What did you like about it? I mostly like that people didn't know what he was saying and then I'm realizing that because I, <laughs> I'm realizing that like it's easy for me to pick up on like Jamaican and other Caribbean accents because I have Caribbean folks in my family but you know it's I still struggle a bit but like it'll take me like a couple of minutes and I'm like and I get it like right away I know what they said so it was just funny to me that people in the comments was like can you translate this and I'm like he's clearly saying this and he's clearly saying that and they're like, yeah, I don't but know. it was hilarious. Well, I I'll have to go and, and check it out, and we'll repost it on the show page. 
Um, sticking to, we went from happy white house people that we like to, you know, 45. And apparently, the devil is ready to go ahead and take 45 back because <laughs> he's not waiting for four years because there's an actual sinkhole that has developed on the White House lawn and the sinkhole is growing. <laughs> now, okay, pause, 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 yeah, Carolyn, because yeah, yeah. let, let me set this up. Let me set this yes, up for you. Okay. okay. So, when, what day did this happen? This, this happened, happened on the 23rd, so about four days ago. The 23rd. The 23rd. Okay. I lie to you not. That preceding Sunday or Saturday, a white woman in, um, I think it was Wisconsin, one of them white ass states, a white woman in one of them states was digging a hole in her garden and found a jar of she don't even know what's in the jar. She what? dug up a jar out the ground. <laughs> what? <laughs> and I don't know. Now, Carolyn, you know I watch a lot of horror movies. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, I was joking. I think Amber posted the thing. I was joking with Amber. I was like, bitch, she just, she opened the hell, she opened the hell dimension. <laughs> <laughs> something is about to come grab her ass she don't even know and then i went to the comments and some other lady was like yeah she need to put that jar back because that's like some voodoo type shit somebody buried that jar for a reason you need to put it back (laughs) and like that she didn't know what it was four days later a sinkhole opened in the white house Man, I'm telling y'all, and you know what? And, and I'm not even questioning you on that because it's some horror movie shit. Like a sinkhole <laughs> in front of the most trash ass devil spawn ass president we have ever had. Just a sinkhole just opens up. But then you saw that last year, exactly almost a year to the day, May twenty second, twenty seventeen, a sinkhole opened up in front of his private estate and golf club in Mar a Lago. The devil is the, trying to get the his devil thing. is yeah, busy, and this is what this one time we're gonna let the devil <laughs> suck him up, Lord. Have his way, Lord, have, have your way. <laughs> I ain't gonna say Lord, because people, people gonna be right now. Are you saying that the devil's Lord? I'm saying no, but sometimes the, the Lord let the devil do shit. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord told the devil to tempt what's his name, Jonah. <laughs> you better pray. Here you go. You preaching like the bishop at the wrong way. You preach. <laughs> now, of, of course, they had the 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 White House somebody, I don't know, environmental something, come out and say that it's not dangerous and that they're going to fill it. I personally think that once they fill it, if it's just like in a horror movie. You fill it, it's just going to open up somewhere else. <laughs> it's a, what, did you, what did you call it? The portal to hell? What did you call it? A, a, a hell dimension? It's a, it's a hell dimension. I really got that from Buffy, but still. I want Stephen King to write something. Stephen King, if you're listening to this show, which I know you're not, but we're going to find some way to get it to you. Please, Lord. Uh, I, you know, I, I always wonder about Stephen King because him and Wes Craven, they, they thoughts and dreams. But Stephen King, we need you to get an idea. We need you to write about this because it sounds like a, a hell dimension or some other crazy shit. All right. Up off of 45, uh, we are going to the great state of georgia so in the great state of georgia stacy abrams who some of you may know and i didn't read the whole article at that time but there was an article that was going around a while ago that said my two hundred thousand dollar debt should not preclude me from being the the um, governor of georgia 
Well, Stacey mm. Abrams did pull it out, and, well, she hasn't won the governorship yet. She won the, the Democratic primary, which in and of itself was a first. So she, she won the Democratic primary for Georgia's gubernatorial race, becoming the first black woman in the nation to hold a major party's nomination for governor. Um, wow. Right. People are projecting. Man, why are we still having these first? Jesus. Because it's Georgia, child. We got a whole lot of places we need to have first. She, she and they people are projecting to have a lot of political friends who are projecting she does have an opportunity to turn Georgia blue. That's a, I mean, with so many black know. folks moving to Georgia, I mean, it, it was bound to Yo, happen. That's Atlanta. Well, okay. you, I know, but you, <laughs> but even in the Atlanta or Georgia is a little bit different than like Mississippi and Louisiana because even in the off skirts and off the highways mm-hmm. and in the backwoods, I mean, you, yeah, you do still got some backwoods white people, but you got a lot of uh, black folks in them backwoods too. So, oh, yeah, different. trust me, I know. I got a friend that's from there and she's from one of the surrounding counties. She's from Conyers. I'm like, ooh, Lord, it's black ooh. people that live out here. Ooh. You gotta cross railroads and 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 the houses are miles apart from each other. I'm like, this is way too country for right. my liking. Right. My friend live in Stone Mountain, and I I mean, I heard so many people talk about Stone Mountain. I was like, well, is that like Little Atlanta? Like, what is it? And it's like, no, it's like it's literally on the other side of a mountain. Like, why the fuck y'all live on the other side of a mountain? <laughs> I don't know, but they are projecting that she has an opportunity to turn it blue. I don't want to jinx it. But um, we are pulling for her. I'm trying to look and see if they talk about who she is going to be running against. They do talk about she's having, she does have, of course, strong progressive support, which is a good thing. Because, you know, these days, one of the big, the big problem with the Democratic um, strategies is that you have that split between Democrats and progressives that usually brings a split in the party. Um, Mm -hmm. but it looks like she has a lot of strong support with staunch Democrats and progressive, which is good. Um, the Republican race looks like it's headed for a runoff between six candidates. Oh, you never really know when it comes to Southern states, but I I know that if they can turn Atlanta or Atlanta, if they can turn Georgia blue for gubernatorial, it does, you know, look a little bit better when it comes time for our presidential election in, in the next two years. So. We support does it really you. though? Does it really? Does it really? I mean, well, it Not depends. It, it depends on who ends up running, because you, you, a lot of times, depending on what the state turns with the gubernatorial, you're, you're kind of looking at what your electorate is going to. You know, of course, I do all this political shit. You're looking at what your. I mean, because didn't y'all elect Arnold Schwarzenegger? Y'all stayed a blue state. Well, that's, well, California is different. I'm going to tell you why, though. California, if you look at the electoral map in California, um, the majority of the counties in California are actually red counties. The only reason that California still carries Democrat is because so many of our electorates are held in the San Francisco and Los Angeles areas. But it's still possible if you if you turn all those red, red counties that are in rural California and then solidly turn Orange County red, which Orange County is red, but sometimes it leans blue and it, or sometimes it doesn't matter. Um, but if you can turn all that solidly red and then get enough from um, San Francisco, you can end up with a red. I mean, we had Arnold Schwarzenegger. We had Ronald Reagan. So... Um, but if no, they, no, 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 because you can't use both of them as examples because for some reason, Californians like to fuck with celebrities. 
Well, I mean, we also we also had George Duke Majin, who's not a celebrity and was a very staunch Republican, and actually played his own hand in the 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 buildup of mass incarceration. So we have we have a, a very solid history of Republican governors in the state of California, even though, like Willis said, we do historically turn out blue for the presidential election. Because Duke Majin was a very big Republican. So, like I said... It that just, name sounds quite familiar. Yeah, look up George Duke Majin. He, he, and it's so funny because as it, when he was governor, he was a dude that, as people of color, you don't fuck with. But then, of course, in his old age, I met him in Long Beach. And, of course, he was a very nice old white man. Because, you know, that's how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> they all are. Um, and so, like you said, it doesn't necessarily mean that Georgia will turn blue in the presidential election. But it does, that is the hope. If you can get a, a blue candidate in the gubernatorial race that you can eventually turn the whole state for the presidential election. That's always the hope when it comes to strategy. But like you said, it's, it's all Atlanta. More of us move out there than, hey, we have gotten too deep into political strategy and it's brought me down. I don't want to talk about it no more. Because <laughs> we're getting ready to we getting ready to go into the June 5th um, elections and I got too many friends and everything running in races and my brain is scrambled right now. I just want that election to hurry up and come and go. Um, all right. I need to hurry up because I'm just tired. You want who to what? I said I just want 2019 to come on because I'm tired already. Like, I'm tired with the primary. I want to see who we actually who ends up actually running. You know, every other day is somebody talking about they may run for president. They may run. I want to see who actually ends up running. And I need. I know we both need to. Well, you already in with the uh, with the state party, and once we get our club and everything i need to get my shit together so i can go to the the national um the democratic national convention whatever year it is, is that gonna be 2019 or 2020 what this 2020 the, the next the next national election uh, national um convention whenever that is that's where i need to be 2020 yes yeah i want to be there all right so, still not necessarily in politics, but totally politics, the NFL's new national anthem policy. Now, the thing that I hate about following Bleacher Report and shit on all of my apps is that you get this story as it's developing all day long. Um, and it started out with getting the notification that the NFL is going to start finding whole teams 15 yards every t for every player or something who kneels during the anthem or some shit like that and he was like what the fuck so y'all gonna basically use that to to you know influence games okay um but then in the end what it turned out being is that the nfl is going to start finding teams when their players actually kneel before the anthem they're when what they're doing is they're going to roll back so they started back in oh my goodness i forgot what year it was it they they didn't used to make players come out of the tunnel during the anthem i forgot what year it was that they actually started making them come out of the tunnel and actually stand for the anthem with their hands over their hearts whatever so, year that they were trying to promote the army y'all y'all know that's why they did that right oh yeah when they started partnering partnering with the military that's why that's why so we see so much military shit when it comes to football it might have been during 9-11 um, it, 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 it probably was it probably was because the nfl was never really that much into the military and honoring the military blah 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 is when they wanted to promote because who watches the who watches football 
men Man. ages 18 through what 35 right right yeah the, 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 the military's prime target and so they was like oh yeah this makes total sense let's market to them and that's why they made that shit go hand in hand well now they are rolling back that rule the rule is that you do not have to come out and i'm reading i'm think, reading this off the top of my head because for whatever reason the article that i brought up doesn't has disappeared but you don't have to come out of the tunnel um for the national anthem but if you bring your ass out of that tunnel you do have to stand for the anthem and put your hand over your heart if you do not then your team will be fined I have not seen. They, they included the hand over the heart thing, or is it just you I, have to stand? I probably included the hand over the heart, but I'm sure that they, you know, Brittany, as, as soon as somebody come out and stand up, but don't put their hand over their heart, then it's going to be like, oh, we meant to say the hand has to be over the heart. You already know. Um, I haven't seen where they have talked about how much the fine would be, and it doesn't really even matter. Um, the fact that they are forcing patriotism I I don't have any words for the fact that they are forcing patriotism on players because that is some straight up I don't want to say communist because I always get confused when they say what is communist and what's not it to me is just that is just a, a a direct tyranny that that's a dictatorship that's a dictatorship it's classic whiteness silence yes. silence niggas and did silence you... them. Did you see the article where, and I didn't read it myself, and I, for me, I didn't even really need to because I already knew what the gist of it was. There was an article where they compare Christian Kaepernick kneeling to Christian Tebow kneeling. Um, and, Christian Kaepernick? Well, because Kaepernick is a Christian. And, you know, Tebow. Oh, yeah. I, was like, I thought you were saying that as a name. I was like, what? Oh, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no. Because Kaepernick is a Christian. Of course, he has tattoos all over his body of scrolls he and is? scripture. I did not know that. I yeah. thought he was. Okay, like, never mind. Like, half of the tattoos on his body are, like, religious um, tattoos. Yeah, um, I just thought, okay. Well, he might not be anymore. We don't really know. I thought he was because I thought he was exploring. I thought he was spiritual, quote unquote. (laughs) You know what he might be? I think the whole point was to point out for me when I read it, because I did end up reading at least portions of it. I didn't read the whole thing. For me, when I read it, it really points out the differences between black Christians and white evangelical Christians, right? Because where is football the biggest in southern states? And you look mm-hmm. at even the owners who are really pushing this anthem um, policy. It's the owners of the two biggest teams in Texas. One of the biggest yep. teams in the NFL. And so I said, they were like, well, they're the same. You know, they're the same. Oh, friends, they're the same thing. I said, the fact that the biggest, quote unquote, patriots in the nation are white Southern evangelicals diametrically makes the two of them, Tebow and Kaepernick, direct opposites. Because mm-hmm. those are the people that's going to be pushing the anthem band, don't you think? Serious question. <laughs> people pushing the what? Those are the people that are, I mean, the folks that are really for the anthem band, the folks who claim that they're not going to watch the NFL and that is anti-patriotic are usually, they're usually white evangelical Christian patriots. Oh, yeah. Because for some reason, all that goes hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Well, this is just, I, and 
I just when I saw that I was like, well, sir, <laughs> I, I could, I'm not even surprised. I was just like, I mean, whatever, I guess. So what I would love to see happen is one of two things. Yes, that's what I want one, to hear. What you want to see happen? <laughs> one, I want to see whole teams kneeling. Mm-hmm. Or two, I want to see whole teams in the locker room. Like I would love to see whatever <laughs> team. We already know that the New York Jets, who it's the Jets, what do they have to lose? But <laughs> and I, that, that is. <laughs> That is a little bit of shade, but also I do have respect for the owner of the Jets. Um, we already know that, like, the owner was like, shit, y'all go ahead, do what y'all need to do. I will pay y'all fine. I respect that because, like, how are you just going to tell, not how, I know how because it's white, but right. are you just, the reason why you're saying this is not to make anything fair. It's so that people, it's all about not being seen. And that's really, that is like, when I said like earlier when I said I don't know why people are surprised about this like white people are not creative they recycle the same same shit mm-hmm. over and over and over again it just it's just in different avenues and this whole thing about don't kneel out here and if you don't want and you can go in the locker room where nobody can see you it's another silencing tactic like that's all they know how to do and the, the the only way that you respond to someone trying to silence you is to speak louder so I would love to see players being like, I don't give a fuck and like kneeling anyway. And I would love to see like starters, not just. Not the. Rep. And, and yeah. that's the which, thing which that I, I'm worried I get about. That too. <laughs> that's the thing I'm worried about is because I have, I did read an article that said that there are about 25 players who are contemplating going against the ban and, and still kneeling and, and, they're, and that they're actively trying to get other members of their team to kneel with them. I, my concern is a couple of things. Like, because I want the same thing that you want. I want either for them to stay in the locker room or for them to go ahead and kneel. Um, there's a couple of things I'm looking for. Number one is that there were a few teams that abstained from the vote. One, which was the San Francisco 49ers, who is my team. Um, it was the San Francisco 49ers who have re- remained eerily quiet, supportive yet quiet because the two, the two main players, of course, were Colin Kaepernick and Eric Reed. Um, the players who are considering going against the ban are actually saying that they're going to kneel until both Eric Reed, Eric Reed has now also left the 49ers and both him and Kaepernick are still unsigned. So the players who mm. have decided they are going to go ahead and kneel have said they're going to kneel until the two of them are signed. Um, and even though Jed York, the owner of the 49ers, abstained from the vote, he has not made any type of open statement about his position on the policy. No, acknowledging the fact that even I bet though, he's a liberal white person. Oh, well, he's liberal well, well, the thing is, Jed York is already fucking hated. Like, he's already hated oh, okay. by, like, San Francisco fans hate Jed York with, with a, a whole heart anyway. So, there's no winning <laughs> for him. Like, if he, when he does that, we gonna hate him. The owner gonna hate him. Everybody gonna hate him. And he's not gonna care because he getting Beyonce money every time she comes to the, uh, to, to, to the Bay Area. He actually doesn't care. Um, so there's that. Acknowledging the fact that when, of course, when Kaepernick and Reed were there, there were other players on that team that are still on the team who actually kneeled with them as well. And then you still have players like Malcolm Jenkins, who I feel like I want to say that he actually, is he still on the Eagles? He's on the Super Bowl winning Eagles, actually. 
and he's a member of the NFL Players Association and one of the most vocal advocates for social justice initiatives. So it's interesting to see the ones who have done the most talking to see what they are going to do. It's interesting to see if more more owners follow suit like um, the Jets. And, and it's also worth noting that the Jets owner who said he's going to pay the fine is the interim owner or the like temporary owner or something like that. So that's going to be an interesting drama to watch as well to see if somebody try and force him out or force his hand. Um, but just to see if, if more players who are doing all this talking and like you said, starters, because that's starters are the ones that are going to have to do it. Um, there was another article that talked about how the NFL is taking another L and needs to learn from the NBA. I don't know how the NBA avoids all of this. Or maybe it's because their players talk and they don't do anything to the players when they voice their opinions. I don't know how they avoid it. But I do want to ask you this question, B. Willis, and maybe you'll have an answer, maybe you won't. Do you think it has to do with the fact that, as we said, Football is a sport that is highly held up by Southern rural um, community or culture, whereas basketball is a very inner city. And even though there are a lot of black players in the NFL, the NBA is almost 90%, if not 95%, African-American. Do you think that that's the difference in the way that the two leagues approach um, situations such as this? Well, isn't the NFL almost like ninety percent African American? The, the NFL is hugely as a, as players, yes. But I, what I'm speaking more is to the culture. Um, the cultures of the two sports I are, are very, I wouldn't say different. I mean, of course, they play ba- football, of course, in in inner cities and urban communities. But I, basketball is not as held in high regard in rural southern communities like football. Football is like God yeah, and because- Jesus. Those areas are full of white people who can't jump. <laughs> I'm done with you. <laughs> um, but you so but wait, is the NBA approaching this differently? Like, are there players that kneel in the NBA and they don't say nothing to them? The the players that I have seen have not kneeled. I've seen them speak out. Even their coaches have speaked out. There was their speak out, Lord English teacher. Has their coaches have spoken out as well. Um, there was a, a presser that Steve Kerr did from the Warriors actually about the differences. Oh, yeah, Steve Kerr stayed on that yeah. uh, progressive and, bullshit. And um, uh, the coach from the Spurs has been very, very vocal for a long time about, you know, the issues going on in the NFL and in Black Lives Matter and issues with police brutality for a long, long time. So both their coaches and their players have all been very vocal. They haven't knelt. Um, I think right when the whole situation with Kaepernick happened, I think that the Warriors players, did they kneel or did they just put a fist up? I can't remember. They did something in solidarity because clearly, you know, Bay Area with Colin Kaepernick. But I don't think that they felt that they really, I don't know if you say they really had to. They, they, they're they free to do a lot more talking than NFL players are, it feels like. So. Well, I mean, listen. I don't really know the history of the NBA. And I barely know the history of football. But in my mind, a lot of things that happen as far as, I don't want to say barely because I do know a little. I, I will give myself like 40% of knowledge when it comes to football and history. But a lot of things that happen in, <laughs> a lot of things that happen in football kind of reminds me of slavery. Yeah. <laughs> so, Have you ever so, watched the I mean, NFL yeah. Combine? Oh yeah, of course. 
The combine well, is like them. a slave auction. Like the way that they talk about it and describe is. them boys when they was talking about, oh, look at him, look at him run. Yes, it's such a great bubble butt. And apparently, which is funny because I don't know how the, does the NBA have some type of combine? No, or they just the NBA does not. <laughs> The NBA does not have a combine. The only motherfuckers. So listen, so so yeah, so I don't I don't follow the NBA. I follow NFL a lot, a lot, a lot. So yes, I I have watched the combine many of times. You know, I know what they say. I know all the stats and things and what they look for. I know what they say. I know the process of how they go scouting in college and things like how it's like all it's like a year long process. Really happens every every day of the year. It's not just this period of time. Um but yes, yes, the combine is very much like a slave auction. The draft is yeah. very much like a slave auction. I mean, and I mean, when you think about it, you have a league where it's mostly black players playing for mostly white owners, putting their bodies on the line every day, <laughs> almost every day. And it's just, I don't know. I just, I'm just not surprised about what all that's going on. I don't know why people are surprised. I'm absolutely not surprised. I like, I'm like you though. I'm just, I'm looking forward to what the next thing is going to be because it's gonna. I mean, it's taken the NFL players association a while to actually. I was looking to see if they responded. They haven't actually responded yet, but something's gonna happen. It's, it's, it. But then something may not happen. I think that's what's gonna disappoint me. That's when I'm going to be supremely disappointed if these boys just come out and do what they, you know, have been told to do. And it's going to be like, we fail. Uh-huh. We fail in a whole subset of our fucking community if they just like, well, I'm just going because, you know, I want to play. But you also have to think about, and this is not an excuse. I'm just thinking about the nuances here. Um, a lot of these men, um, and mainly the, the black ones, but also some of these white poor ones come from i mean they were they were grown into this they were like they i don't want to say brainwashed but like that when you hear football is life like that's literally them this is this was they don't know anything else and so they're not as um willing to challenge the system um which is sad because we know that there's for them their their football is life like you take that away, they don't have anything, and neither do their families. Yeah, and and True. it's kind of sad because that's what that's how they were. I mean, once somebody found out they was a little bit talented, and probably somebody white, they was like, "This is what this is what this is all that you're capable of," or this is one of maybe. Two- Hello. Uh oh, B Willis, we lost you. Who? We lost B Not Willis. Me. Oh, she's there. She's still here. You know, she had problems when she was when she came on with her with her sound. I will ping her and try to find her again. But I, I thought we had lost you, Courtney. You was gone. You was out of there. You've been drinking that wine. It's not wine. Uh, <laughs> what is it? It's uh. We make heavy. We make heavy. Uh. uh Oh, oh, oh. I've been a, like, drinks in here. Oh yeah, so, uh, you drinking? All right. Well, we lost Willis. No, no, no. I'm still here. What? Oh. Did you hear me? No, we didn't hear nothing that you said. 
We've... Oh my God, I was talking. Okay, say it again if you can remember it. No, what what did you hear? I mean, the last thing we heard was about boys who have been social. Oh, who you know who don't have anything else once you take football away from them. Huh? Say that again. The last thing we heard was when you were talking about boys who don't have anything else when you take football away from them. Oh no, yeah, because I was I was just saying that like that's their life. That's what they that's that's their livelihood, and so. They're not. They're gonna. They're not gonna be as willing to challenge a system that they think is their livelihood. And I was saying, like, you know, it shouldn't be an excuse because at a certain age, you should know that you need to step out of your outside of your comfort zone and learn something different from different people, and un, in order to understand how the world works. Um, but also, like, men don't develop as quickly as women. So, and so many people benefit from. You know, that's one. The only thing that I've taken away from that show, Ballers is that so many people benefit from just keeping these players just in the dark. Just you protect them when they do stupid shit, but otherwise you have to keep them singularly focused on ball to take care of 50 million people. And it's, it's mm-hmm. you know, and it's like what people say about once you teach, you know, I hate to say it, but once you teach a slave how to read, it's kind of the same thing. Like what will happen once you, once you ask somebody. And for me, like as a 49er fan who has watched ca- Colin Kaepernick since he came into the league that's how the fuck I feel about Colin Kaepernick you know people can act like like Kaepernick was like so woke he ain't man Colin Kaepernick was yeah he wasn't listen I remember following following Colin when he first came out because he was like this hot thing this new type of player that came and took Alex Smith's job because I I, I'm a big football I'm I'm really just realizing this I'm a big football fan but anyway yeah me too this last so I was I was I was following (laughs) him for a minute and he and I used to talk about this one with um my friend Cam's like he didn't really talk that much he was just like the pretty boy who could play football that nigga couldn't even figure out how he couldn't figure out how 49er fans fans was mad at him all just kind of pretty boy oh Dre's just told me what'd he say what'd Dre say uh, well, well, one, Danielle uh, told me to tell y'all, because she's taking a nap right now. She told me to tell y'all, that, you know, their contracts aren't guaranteed right. in football. Yep. So, um, like some of their contracts. Their that, it depends, though. That depends. And, you, and if you remember, any of you that watched Real Housewives of Atlanta, that was kind of the big stink the first season of Real Housewives of Atlanta because you had Eric Snow's wife. And, you know, he, even though he was kind of a he was a, a six man on the Sixers, you know, his his money was guaranteed. And then you had Lisa Wu, who had uh, the husband. I forgot what his name, who did now divorce Keisha Knight Pulliam. But his money and was guaranteed. Yeah, and his money wasn't guaranteed. Yeah. So it's it's not that it's not that their their contracts per se is not guaranteed, but a certain amount of money is guaranteed. guaranteed. Right. Like some for some people who sign these contracts, like if it's you not, just like, bonus, I, I, they, I just but even it, that but it. even that can be negotiated can is usually can and does be ne- um, negotiated and changed because remember just a couple of years ago, no, but Colin, that's down the line though. If you just yeah. sign a contract that said in my first such and such a years, I'm guaranteed this millions amount of money. If the team cuts you, it doesn't matter. They have to pay you that money. They, they call it. They call it like. De- they call it dead weight. They call it dead money. So that's why certain teams will put like this, like tenders on players because even if the player leaves and goes to another team or just doesn't play, they have to play. They have to pay that player, and so that that player would be taking up cap space even though that player isn't playing. Well, you know, so for sometimes until a couple it's, of years it's ago, financial we, decision. Sometimes for until a couple of years ago, we were still playing uh, paying players from our Super Bowl team. We were still paying Steve Young. Like, how are we still playing, paying Steve Young? 
Steve Young works for ESPN. <laughs> we still pay him. <laughs> and and the thing the yes. thing with, with with Colin, he had just got that hundred and twenty million or whatever it was contract, and he ended up renegotiating that. But at the time when he first came, he couldn't even figure out why Forty Nine er fans was mad because he was posting on Instagram with Dolphins gear and shit. And remember that that big stink that they had when I forgot which player um, they got into it was because he had stole one of his, his one of his players' girlfriends. So oh, he didn't, he didn't been in some fuck shit, and then he got with you know girl. Who he's light skinned so what do we expect? And he's a kappa, so you know <laughs> he is a kappa. Yeah, oh a kappa. my god! There, there I really ter- want to see him shimmy. There's a terrible video on YouTube of of him training. I don't think it has him shimmy, and I think I'm scared to see it. A terrible, a terrible video. Of what on YouTube of him actually strolling? I don't think it includes him shimmying though. Oh, I want to see that. And I feel like Kaepernick. You know, like when I was in college, this Kappas hadn't started shimmying, and I feel like Cap Kaepernick is in a generation before the shimmy. Really? How? How? Oh, he's only my age. He's like thirty. I mean, I could be wrong. Maybe he just didn't shimmy. Because I feel like if Kaepernick was a good shimmier, we would have videos all over YouTube of that fool shimmying. I just feel like it. It is true that shimmying is is not good shimmying. It it does not a Kappa make. It no, is. no. It Look, it's Kappa it graduation season, and I have seen some very interesting things in my Instagram of these Kappas out here shimmying and doing shit during Kappa graduation. But anyway, he went and got with the girl who I think, what is she, a Black Lives Matter organizer? And, you know, all it takes is for one person to wake your ass up. And that's what they say. Like, what happened? All it takes is for one black woman to wake your ass. It's always yes. the black women doing black the most the Harvard. Y'all ever watch MTV Decoded? Because this is the, yes. the, the girl that he's dating. Francesca, what's her face? No. Oh, no. shit. I didn't mean to say no, Decoded. Vanessa, I meant to say, um, there's not MTV Decoded. It's MTV something else where they used to bring comedians on and they girl would talk cold. about random shit. Girl Cold, thank you. I knew it was Cold something. Oh, I never watched that. Yeah, yes, but Vanessa, she was on there. I remember watching her. She was, she's actually kind of funny, but she's a radio personality. And I remember re- hearing that name and I was like, I know that name from somewhere. When I thought it was her, I was like, see, this makes so much sense. And this why his ass so damn woke. He done got a black woman behind him. Man. Feeding shit into his ear, feeding him grapes and shit. Look, telling him how, he, how much look, he a king. Look, <laughs> speaking, look, speaking of folks who wouldn't, hadn't had no seasoning before, he hadn't had no seasoning before either, clearly. Because, <laughs> you know, his, his parents, he ain't with his black folks, so he, yeah. All right, well, let's get on up off of the NFL and Colin Kaepernick. Um, so we got another Me Too candidate. Um, (laughs) not a candidate, not a candidate. I mean, it is what it is. Shit. Morgan Freeman has been um, accused by eight women of, of inappropriate, inappropriate behavior and harassment. A young production assistant thought that she had landed the job of her dreams when in summer 2015, (laughs) she started working on going in style at Bangkok's comedy starring Morgan Freeman, Michael Caine and Alan Arkin. But the job quickly devolved into several months of harassment. She alleges that Freeman subjected her to unwanted touching and comments about her figure and clothing on a near daily basis. Freeman would rest his hand on her lower back or rub her lower back, she said. Oh my God. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I'm going to be honest, and I feel kind of bad because, like most people, I have forgot that, you know, this is the same Negro that had a relationship. With his step granddaughter, I have forgot completely about that. Um, so I didn't know about it. 
Oh, you didn't know about that? Well, let me see if I can look that up too while I'm reading his his response. Morgan Freeman has responded to the allegations saying that I did not I did not assault these women. All victims I did not have sexual relations with that woman. All victims of assault and harassment deserve to be heard and we need to listen to them, but it is not right to equate horrific instances of sexual assault with misplaced compliments or humor. So my question. <laughs> That's what. First of all, that. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, because I know you're gonna answer my question before I answer. Go ahead. Go ahead. Like, that is literally the most man shit you can say. Yes, <laughs> that was about to like, be my question. Go ahead, please. Oh my god! Like, did you really just say that shit, Morgan Freeman? Misplaced compliments. Oh my goodness! And gracious. that's why I keep saying these Negroes, everything is putting rape culture on trial, and they don't even fucking know it, and they don't get it. Like, bruh, they don't. You didn't rape her, and she didn't say that you did. <laughs> she said you was doing some fuck shit. You was saying shit that she wasn't com- comfortable with. You was touching her in a way that she did not consent to, and that is not okay. But he doesn't know that. <laughs> Child. Wait, I'm looking up the information about the stepdaughter. So the, the there was actually a trial and everything that allegedly Morgan Freeman um, slept with his step-granddaughter. Wait, Larry, da, 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 da. She was later stabbed to death at age 33. I'm trying to find where they talk about the results of the trial, though. The guy was found to be under the influence of some, like, medical... Some, some some psychosis medication and so he was found not liable so then he was like found what but what was the results of the the investigation with him and the granddaughter sleeping together or was that just fact she was grown when he started fucking with her so <laughs> so we talking about the blurry lines of familial relations so basically what happened was it's like there was text messages between homeboy who stabbed uh, Morgan Freeman's girlfriend slash step granddaughter. And basically she was talking about like, yeah, when grandpa, you know, being subservient to grandpa. Oh, I can't even I don't wanna carry know. this. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just making me uncomfortable. <laughs> Well, but but we gonna let Courtney go on because we need to know because that's what what this show is for. So go ahead, Courtney. <laughs> I, mean, like, I haven't I haven't I haven't like heard them specific. I haven't read the specific ones, but basically I've read excerpts, and it was it, it was essentially she was saying like you know no one was gonna come before Grandpa, and hmm. she loved Grandpa. <laughs> I cannot and, cannot 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 cannot. What what really concerns me is like. Yo, this nigga's your step-grandpa because he married your fucking grandma before you was even fucking born. And what do you mean? Like, how do you just fuck with, like, your grandma's ex-husband like that? Because So, essentially, he, he got divorced from her grandmother, her mother's stepfather. But he still looked after his stepkids from his first marriage like they was his own. He wasn't like... You know, I ain't fucking. I'm not fucking with y'all because me and your mama broke up. He still kept them with him and still treated them like that was his kid. So obviously, when she got a little bit older and gave birth to her daughter, her daughter grew up. That's his step granddaughter, but he didn't raise the mama since she was a young girl. 
It's like you didn't seen you didn't been with this woman forever, and then fucking like you just turn around and like, but how you just like as my stepdad? How you turn around and like fuck my daughter? It's, how you do that? How how does that work? And that is why I mean, I can't even say nothing about these current allegations because especially after that comment about you can't mistake rape for misplaced comments or gestures i i don't i can't put nothing past them i these days it's it's really all about people not knowing what the fuck consent is and not knowing what the fuck how you should talk to people and how you should treat the people and what is and isn't okay and clearly i mean these text messages about taking care of grandpa you see how it made b willis cringe i think b willis might be gone you still there b willis oh i'm listening i'm just wondering why so many I'm real. I'm sorry. This is random, but I'm just wondering why so many of my friends on Facebook are marking themselves safe in the flooding, in, the flooding in Greater Baltimore area. Bitch, Baltimore City don't flood. We ain't nowhere near the harbor or Fells Point. Why are y'all marking yourself safe? But okay, is Never there a flood going on? What is happening? It's a lot of rain, and the only people that got <laughs> the only people that should be concerned about this shit is the people that live in Fells Point near the harbor. Like that's the only place that floods. But okay, we yeah, mark yourself safe, Susan. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I mean, I did. Well, you know, I don't know. I, I take your word for it because I got it too. And I was like, well, what is this? And I didn't even think to say, "Be Willis, are you okay?" I'm like, you still here on the show? Clearly, you okay? So. <laughs> Now he said, oh, I got to go. Then I was like, oh, shit, what's going on, Baltimore? <laughs> All right, so let's go on um, from Trash Morgan Freeman. Oh, I do want to say one last thing about Morgan Freeman. The best response that I saw on a friend's post about Morgan Freeman. <laughs> it said, ooh, I hope this ain't uh, retribution for him telling Sam's to jump off to jump off the building and lean on me. Remember when he leaned on me when he told Sam to jump off the building because he do crack? You smoke crack, oh, Lord. You, you smoke crack don't you? <laughs> I, can't, I, I, hate the I hate the internet so much. Y'all so fucking petty. All right. Well, so, my thing is, his ass has been 80 years old for almost like three decades. So, of course, he's gross. Like, come on. Yo, did you see? There was a picture of um him back when he was on the electric company in the 70s. And who was in the picture with him in the 70s? Bill fucking Cosby. Child. They was probably all out doing the shit together. Right. Why this gonna come out that they done did some shit together, watch. And I and it had that one lady, uh not Rosalind Cash, but it's another lady who used to be on all the shows in the seventies with a gap in her teeth. I said, if it come out that they was fucking around with that lady with the gap in her teeth, because she was on everything and she was she was a shit back then. If they said they was fucking with that lady, I'd be mad. But she was black, so they probably didn't. Anyway. All right, so let's move on from Morgan Freeman. We still gonna stay on trash dudes though. Um, but before we get into the next trash person, I want to give a shout out to my favorite web series. Um, and that web series is called Zach Morris is Trash. Zach Morris. Oh, I love that series. I love that series. For those of you guys who have never watched Zach Morris is Trash, it is a series Zach by. Zach Morris is Trash. And you gonna figure out why? Why I'm about to play it. Um, it's a series from Funny or Die where it actually breaks down every episode of Save by the Bell and why Zach Morris is in fact trash, which is something I think about quite a bit. So I'm going to play one of the short episodes for you. So Courtney, if you want to have one, two, three drinks, you got about five minutes to do so. Hold on. <laughs> Zach. 
Jack Morris is trash. The gang has to start a business for a class project. Zach tried coming up with one, but all that thinking hurt his head. Lisa made friendship bracelets in Fashion Club for her pals. Jesse's about to confess they don't have diddly when Zach decides to pull a morning lie out of his ass. He says they're selling handmade friendship bracelets, and Tuttle buys it. Screech says Lisa can make 19 bracelets a day, but she won't have time to sleep. Zach's fine with that if it means he'll be rich. Zach has a painfully unimaginative fantasy where he buys the school and works out of the former principal's office, surrounded by fake magazines featuring his face and shoes adorned with dollar signs. He's the fifth richest man in the world. Correction. Fourth. I just bought Bill Cosby. To learn a thing or two. Slater is his handyman and speaks with an ambiguously ethnic accent. You rang boss. Lisa does all his manual labor and never sleeps. Jesse has a respectable job because she's white, but is really just a glorified secretary <laughs> because she's a woman. Belding's his chauffeur because Zach is petty. And Kelly is his vapid gold digging trophy wife because that's his idea of a dream marriage. The gang is fired up about the bracelets. Lisa says Fashion Club can make 60 a day, 80 if they pay them. Zach says 60 is fine, just fine. Zach says they need a business name. Slater suggests friendship forever because there's nothing ominous about that. Next order of business, who will be vice president? Jesse nominates Zach. Zach is outraged because he assumed it's a given he'd be president. Slater says they agreed Jesse would be their leader. Zach says that was yesterday when she was going to take the heat for not having a project. Before they had a million dollar idea with this impossible to patent product anyone can make. Plus a president needs to be ruthless, not like Jesse Snowflake Spano. Jesse's upset over Zach's bogus justification for unilaterally booting her and says she's starting her own company with Slater and Kelly. Zach scoffs at her professional naivety, then warns he will crush them. Zach taunts Slater in the halls and says if they beg him, he might let them back in on this lucrative business of selling $5 bracelets one at a time. Zach announces they've made $120 so far, and it's all profit because they're using slave labor. Jesse made a video to introduce their new product to the market. It features a despondent emo Slater, whose miserable world gets totally rocked by buddy bands. Hell yeah. These buddy bands look amazing. Way cooler than Zach's dumb bracelets that will not help you dance with babes. Plus, they're only $3.95. Zach complains that this product is too similar to his sweatshop jewelry. Jesse says they're totally different because his shit sucks and buddy bands rule. Mr. Tuttle concurs. Zach's whining about his failing business to a waiter who also does magic tricks. Because you should definitely take life advice from a guy simultaneously failing at two careers. Waiter Copperfield suggests offering a premium to their clients. Screech says like a free friend with every bracelet. This gives Zach a great idea. Zach doubles down on his slavery business model by sending Screech out as a personal friend for an hour with every bracelet purchase. Screech is exhausted from being a homie hooker. Zach tells Lisa to rest up because tomorrow she's the friend on the menu. And there are plenty of shady guys who will line up to buy her and also get a bracelet. Lisa and Screech make their long overdue exit from this horror show and join Jesse's team. And it's all smiles at buddy bands. And Jesse's going to actually pay the fashion club laborers. Imagine that. Zach squanders his final dollars on a giant out of business sign. He tries to make his friends feel guilty for succeeding, then buys a buddy band. And with their competition eliminated, Jesse orders more product to meet the market's demand because she's been paying attention in class. Zach gifts Belding the buddy band. He says he considers him a true friend and seeing him wear it would mean so much. And with Belding wearing a buddy band, thinking Zach actually cares about him. Zach goes to work affecting his industrial espionage. He says he wouldn't be caught dead with a buddy band now that Belding's wearing one, causing a school-wide demand for refunds and rendering all of Jesse's new product worthless. Zach goes to the max to throw himself a pouting party, but when the waiter tries to take his order, he says he doesn't want anything. He just wants to sit there, taking up valuable real estate, further driving home the fact that he does not understand how businesses work. The waiter delivers the message that Mr. Moby Pants over there wants to be friends, but isn't man enough to own his mistakes. The gang forgives Zach for his 
maniacally vindictive behavior over a class project to sell bracelets. Jesse's understandably concerned they're all going to fail, but Zack has a plan to lie his ass off for a passing grade. He connected two buddy bands with a friendship bracelet and says they're selling love cuffs now, a novelty S&M product he's claiming to be a friendship item. But because this new invention is terrible and nobody would ever buy it, Zack gave away all their remaining inventory for free to the nerds to make one last bad business decision for the road. Zack says the real lesson they learned was about friendship. Because he knows Mr. Tuttle will eat that corny shit up and give them all an A+. Let's review. Zach Morris showed up unprepared for a class project, then turned a gift from a friend into a business. And based on a racist, sexist daydream about being filthy rich, molded that business into a ruthless machine run on slave labor and ousted a woman to put himself in charge. And when he was beat in the market by a superior, more affordable product with better advertising, turned his friend into a servant thanks to guidance from a waiter who does magic. And when his friends all had enough and started working together successfully without him, sabotaged their thriving business by manipulating the emotions of a public school educator. Then guilted them into taking him back, and pulled at the heartstrings of another teacher to get a passing grade despite his limitless professional incompetence. Zach Morris is trash. Zach Morris is trash. <laughs> that, is my, that is my favorite web series because I feel like they have been in my mind like couldn't know you child of color get away with the shit that Zach got away with. He was trash. Mm -hmm. He was trash. Zach Morris is horrible. And every, so every day, if anybody wants to follow it, I follow it both on Instagram and now on YouTube, not Instagram, on Facebook. It drops every Friday at 7 a.m. So when I'm on my way to school on Friday, I'm listening to Zach Morris is trash. And the, <laughs> the thing that made me want to actually play that, aside from all the episodes being completely correct, is because now that we know that Kanye West is trash, that's all I hear in my head. It's Kanye is trash. I hear it all day. <laughs> like I like I be singing it to myself. So for those of you who didn't know when all this shit was going down with Kanye West, you knew that an album of some sort was coming. Now I'm kind of I guess yeah. I missed the right. I missed the part where he opened some studio in Wyoming and that's where he's been doing all of his work. Um and the first project from his Wyoming studio is by um the rapper Pusha T. And the thing that Ugh. The thing that has bothered me about this album is that I have heard that the shit like bangs, like it is like some dope ass shit. But you can't get past the fact that this motherfucking Kanye spent $85,000 to buy the picture of Whitney Houston's drug riddled um, bathroom from 2006 and has used it as the album cover of the, the Pusha T album. Kanye is trash. Yes. What, what do you have to say, B. Willis, about this whole situation? I just, like, this, he's just annoying. Yeah. He's annoying. I'm mad that he's a Gemini. I'm mad that shit, is, that this shit is actually typical Gemini man behavior. And I'm just, it's annoying. Like, go sit in a corner somewhere. Somebody give him some attention, like, and stop trying to seek it. Like, all attention that he's trying to get from the public is hurting other people. Like, it's getting on my nerves. And that's why I, I said you can't even... You, people can't even give me that excuse that, oh, he has so much trauma from when his mom died. He didn't give a shit about Whitney Houston's family's trauma. Because they, of course, have re released an actual... Um, statement and it's so funny because this this was not supposed to be the album cover art i think pusha t said nope, that it wasn't yeah he changed it like in the middle of the night before it was supposed to come out and remember that whitney houston documentary is out so now you, 
I don't the know if it, is, is it out either. It's out or it's coming out very soon, as in the next couple of you weeks. Are the or one, the one I, sh- I shared with you and um Troy. Is, is that the one that the family uh the family is a part of? Yeah. Is it already out or is it coming out? It's some. It should be out. Soon. I know that it showed at Cannes Film Festival. I don't know. I thought it was, it was like out in theaters. I thought it was coming out, but I could be wrong. But it, I mean, it up until now that was the hottest Whitney um topic until this. Um, because yeah, and that's what that's what makes it bad is because I've heard it's a really good album, but I cannot be a part of him getting that eighty five thousand dollars back. Somebody need to send me a bootleg CD. Don't even. I don't want to stream it, and I mean a CD. Like put it in the mail. Give, give, me, give me an actual CD of it. I put it on my iTunes. I don't want to give him no money. I don't want to give him none of that eighty five thousand. And they don't know if he bought it from. From Trisha Brown or Tisha Brown or whatever his Bobby Brown sister, or if he bought it from the National Enquirer, because that's where it appeared in two thousand six was in the Enquirer. I think he might have got it from the Enquirer. I hope so. I, I mean, because they talked about how they had to move a a beer can out of um out of the picture because it, I guess you know advertising. Advertising. Yeah, part of me is kind of happy that it's not. I mean, I shouldn't say happy. It don't matter because Pat Houston is still trash too. I mean, she the one that has sold. We assumed at first that she was the one sold because wasn't she the one that sold Whitney's um, driver's license? Who wasn't Pat Houston the one that sold her driver's license? She's selling everything. Oh, child, I don't even know. I think it was Pat Houston got control of all that stuff and she been selling it. So, I just. Everybody I, is trash. Everybody Nobody is trash. respects black women. How about that? How about that? Because they wouldn't do this shit to my... I mean, as, as much shit that came out about Michael Jackson, and I love Michael. I don't want I was just, I was just about to bring that up because as much shit as Michael Jackson did or was accused of in his life, when he died, everybody was like, let that man rest in peace. Let everybody. Yeah. And nobody will let do the same for Whitney. That shit is annoying. And Money, I, It's just it's angering and... You, well, you know what I think it's I think it's two things. Of course, it's the fact that she is a black woman. I think it's also a bias of the kind of drugs that they took. Because if you look at the type of drugs, like Whitney took actual like street drugs, and because Michael's drugs were like quote unquote medication or whatever they was prescription, or I don't know how you gonna get a prescription for propofol or whatever that shit was. But you know what I'm saying? Because allegedly there was a doctor involved. I think there is a bias mm-hmm. towards that as well. You know. And that the whole, I don't think that, I think the thing that hurt her the worst, even though it was kind of funny, I hate to say it, was being Bobby Brown. Because that gave way too intimate a look into the way that they were all living at the time. That, they was Mm -hmm. a a hot mess. That Mm -hmm. whole family. But yeah, nobody ever does that about Michael. You ain't seen no, well, I mean, back in the day, you used to see pictures that people would claim was him sleeping in the, in the hyperbolic chamber and all that kind of stuff. But you never really have seen like no real hardcore, like Michael Jackson drug pictures or nothing like that. You haven't even seen that about Prince. You haven't seen nothing about what allegedly Prince was taking, even though people talk on the street about what it was. I've heard a lot of things mm-hmm. about, I've heard a lot of things that I'm not going to say on this show because I don't want Prince's estate coming after me. But I've heard a lot of things about the type of drugs he was taking and why he was taking them. Mm-hmm. But you don't hear nobody talking about none of them. The only, peop- only person that they ever talk about is Whitney. That's it. Yep. Well, we respect you, Whitney. And I'm going to give me a bootleg CD. I ain't giving him none of that $85,000 back. Fuck him. And his trauma. 
Um, <laughs> is that wrong? Should I not say fuck him and his trauma? Is that not right, Willis? Okay. Whatever. It's Kanye. <laughs> I don't care about Kanye at this point. Well, on to somebody else who you also don't care about. Rachel Dolezal has been charged with felony welfare oh. fraud. The fake black lady has been charged with welfare fraud. What do you think? <laughs> what do you what think do about expect? this? <laughs> you saw my po- you saw my post about that though, right? No, I did not see a post about it. Did I see so, it? So let me just go. Let me just read what I said because <laughs> that whole thing is all types of irony, and like we don't we we what which irony do you want to tackle first? That was my, oh I did see that it was my lead in. go ahead finish because it. that shit is ridiculous. But I I said hold on, let me just go to it. <laughs> that lady is so first of all that lady is just so goddamn annoying right i want her to go away i have i have thoughts about the fact that i mean i don't know nothing about her financial situation but i'm like it feels like her doing this whole welfare fraud was you know people have twisted ways that they appropriate the wrong weird ass shit like, you know how we talk about mm-hmm. white girls who appropriate fight videos, if you can call it appropriating mm-hmm. because they think that that's black? That's kind of how I feel about it. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't even know how to so, articulate that. So what I said was, re- really the question was, which piece of irony do you want to tackle first? So do you want to talk about how old girl is pretending to be black but also pretending to be broke? <laughs> um how um how a real live welfare queen is actually a white woman and i put in parentheses that you know all they all are all mm-hmm. welfare queens are white mm-hmm. um you want to talk about how she wanted to be black so bad and now her ass might go to jail for it <laughs> or do you want to talk about how nothing will actually happen to her since she's white and the system will work in her favor i like the second and the then- last one <laughs> Then in the comments I said, or you can angry at, react if you want her to just go away and die. So a lot of people put an angry reaction. <laughs> I mean, and to me, I, I I prefer the irony of the fact that it feels like you was out being a welfare queen because you, in fact, have these stereotypical thoughts about black women and that black women are welfare queens. I don't know your financial situation, but the fact that you out here uh, committing welfare fraud... I don't know. That's some shit to me. It's That's so crazy. white. It's, it's, it's yeah. such a white thing. Yeah. Uh, mm. Child. And you know she legally changed her name to some fake ass African shit it's that white, she thinks yeah. black women have. It's like, what is it? Nichelle or something? It's in the, it's in the something. Something. Something Diallo <laughs> or something like that. Some bullshit like Nich- that. Nichelle and Nicole, but spelled funny Diallo or something like that. Yeah. She is. She has gone. I'm telling you, she has gone the way of the white girls in the fight videos. She absolutely have. But I do agree with you. Nothing is gonna happen because, you know, white. Yeah. Well, good luck, Rachel Dolezal. We hope that you end up under the penitentiary. Um, <laughs> last last piece of news, and only you only have to give a one response. It's a very close ended question. Nicki Minaj is dating Eminem. Do we care or no? No. Okay, I don't either. But also, <laughs> why? <laughs> why? I don't. 
probably because someone said this was like a publicity publicity stunt, but even in that, why? Why? There's no <laughs> there's no publicity to be had with dating Eminem. Or maybe it's because dating Nas is bad publicity now that then Kellis they went on record as saying that he whipped her ass. Maybe that's bad publicity. So she had to go on to Eminem now. But Eminem is Nicki Minaj that smart. <laughs> you know what? I ain't got no time. I don't have no time. She not, but somebody around her probably is. Somebody says she didn't been in twenty relationships in the last year. You know, and that's I think where it gets complicated. And I feel like please don't make me defend this stupid shit because it's like we only have those type of conversations when it comes to women and who they are dating. We don't have these conversations about nobody else. But I don't want to go too deep into that because it's fucking Nicki Minaj and Eminem. So, that's the end of that. We don't. We at the C-Dub show don't care. We just thought y'all might want to know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Willis. Where can the people find you in the interwebs? Lord, you can find me sleeping with a half-done head because I don't feel like twisting this whole hair. Are you going to go to work with half? Oh, y'all out of school, huh? Y'all don't have y'all y'all gotta go to school tomorrow. We got two oh not tomorrow, but I mean we got two more weeks left of school. Wait a minute, what? We have two more weeks of school left. We're off tomorrow, of course, because of the holiday, but we have two more weeks of school. Oh yeah, yeah. We we got um Oh, we got three more weeks. I don't get out till the fifteenth. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. And but my eighth graders leave on the fourth. So this is their last week tech. Oh shit. I gotta turn in grades. I was supposed Ugh. to do that too, but I need to do that. If you listen to Vice Principal, I'm gonna do it. All right, so where can the people find you in the interwebs? Oh, you can find me at Hey Miss Willis on Facebook, which no one ever finds, on Instagram, <laughs> and on Twitter, where I am sparingly. All right. And. Courtney had to dip out with her drunk friends, so y'all have to catch her another time. <laughs> you can find me on Facebook as Dub Carolyn, on Instagram as The Nocturnal Project, and on Twitter as C-Dub The Host. You can find The C-Dub Show across all social media platforms as The C-Dub Show. You can email us at thecdubshow at gmail.com. Um, and you can visit our website to see all of the episodes at thecdubshow.com. Please remember to listen, rate, and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Acast, Stitcher, and Spreaker. So, I'm trying to think. What am I leaving out? Oh, yes. I am leaving out one thing. So, we are going into Pride season in June. So you are going to, woohoo! So that means I'm going to be spending a lot of Sundays out drinking and walking the streets naked. Not really knocking the streets naked. So for the month of June, they're going to be having a lot of episodes of the Six Degrees of C-Dub. We have an episode coming up with the founders of Girl Pile. We have an episode coming up with the, the creators and directors of the documentary The Boy Doc. And a couple of very spe- special guests interviews that I'm not going to state because you know when it comes to special guests I don't want to say it until I got the interview completed and saved on my computer because you never know a special guest they be on the move so look out for all those special episodes coming in the month of June and if we don't hear from you live we hope that you have a great and a pleasant 
um pride season and be safe out there and we will see all of y'all later bye everybody bye The C-Dub Show.